Good day, Shabbos, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. We continue. We left off. We're in the Mishnah, on the top of page eleven, second chapter in Nazareth. Okay, look at Mishnah. If they poured him a cup of wine, I'm a Nazar from it. I'm not going to drink this cup, the wine. And he's a Nazar. He becomes a full-fledged Nazar. Even though he said, I'm a Nazar just from this cup, there's no such thing. <laughs> Once you're a Nazar, you're a Nazar. There's no half measures. You know, you're a Nazar from this cup, you're a Nazar from every, every wine, all wine. Like we said earlier, the rabbi said, even if you just say, I'm a Nazar of one aspect of a Nazar, you become a Nazar for everything. So how about Rabbi Shimon? Rabbi Shimon who argues there, Rabbi Shimon who says that you're not a Nazar unless you specify everything. Would he agree? Would he argue with this case? No. If you can say I'm just a Nazar, everyone agrees you're a Nazar for everything. But if you start specifying, Rabbi Shimon argues that once you start specifying, you have to specify everything. I'm a Nazar for impurity, I'm a Nazar for cutting hair, from wine. And unless you do that, you're not a Nazar for anything. The rabbi said no. You say, even if you specify, you say one aspect, you become a Nazar. Would Rabbi Shimon argue in this case? Here you're saying wine, this cup of wine. Is it, is it excluding, according to Rabbi Shimon, since you're already specifying on this cup, so maybe it's this cup, and then you're not really a Nazar. Would Rabbi Shimon argue? So the Rosh says that Rabbi Shimon would agree in this case. Because he's not specifying wine. He's not just saying this wine. He says, I can't drink this cup because I'm a Nazir. I'm becoming a Nazir, so therefore, therefore I can't drink this cup. Not I'm only of this cup. Now this is the issue. This is, this is the question at hand. Now you're giving me a cup. I can't drink this cup because in general I'm a Nazir. When you say in general I'm a Nazir, even Rabbi Shimon agrees and includes everything. But the commission, the commission continues. It was an incident with a certain woman. She she was drunk. And they poured her another cup of wine. And she said, I've had enough. I'm a Nazir. I can't drink it. She didn't mean to say, I'm a Nazir in general. She meant to say, it's like a nether from this. This cup of wine to me should be sacred like a carbon. But she doesn't become a Nazira. So your mother has mycelista. You're bringing a, an episode, an incident that contradicts your ruling. You're here. You start out with the ruling that when you say this cup, it means in general I'm a Nazir. And everyone agrees. Even Abshima would agree. Now you bring me a story that she said she gave her, she drank too much. They gave her another cup and said I'm a Nazir. And we say she does not become a Nazir. It means that this cup of wine becomes sacred to me. It's a nether. My sister, Amrit, the Rachel is a Nazir. She is a Nazir. He is a Nazir. And then you tell me a story, you learn, you teach me. My sister, she only becomes permitted for this cup of wine, but other wine is permitted. The mother says, So the master says, If the mission is missing word, this is how you have to learn. Interpret the mission. But if he's a shikir, he's drunk. In that case, 
He's not in the Azir. My time, but what's the reason? What's the difference? Because what he's really saying is that this cup of wine is paper for me. Someone who's drunk, what he means to say, he doesn't mean a general Nazir. Firstly, he's drunk. He's not taking upon himself such a serious thing when he's drunk. A whole Nazir is. It just means I can't have any more wine. I'm, I'm drunk already. I can't take. I can't take another drop. She's trying to dry out. She didn't mean to. Yeah, I can't. I just can't take another drop of wine. So this cup, even though she uses the language another, what she means is it's a med. This cup of wine is prepared to me. Bichitay, man, man, like a bichitay. If you're gonna want to say leimahachi, you should have said so. You should have said it's a med. He doesn't say that. She says he says I'm a nazir from this cup of wine. Savar, the drunk thinks to himself, it's ne- it'll never end. If I just say this cup of wine is prohibited to me like a sacrifice, like it's sacred to me, I can't drink it. So they'll bring me another cup. It'll never end with these people, with these clowns. So that's why he said, I'm a Nazir. Don't, don't bother me, I can't drink wine, but that's not what she meant. She just meant I can't drink another cup. So this wine, is, this cup is prohibited to me. So they may love Muslim particular. I'll tell you something that that, that that's a, a clear declaration. It's absolute. So they're gonna stop stop bringing me wine. My son, I'm gonna be to bring a story, an episode. That's exactly what happened, and the rabbis say, oh, they look beautiful." Next mission. Look, they look at mission. If someone says I'm a nazir, but on condition. I'm allowed to drink wine. I accept upon myself Nazirah, all the prohibitions of Nazirah, no shaving, no contaminating, but wine, that I can't live without. Or he says, I'm going to accept everything, I'm not going to drink wine, I'm not going to shave my hair, but I'm a, I have to, I work in the funeral home, I have to be able to, to touch the dead. And he says, your condition doesn't help. You accepted Nazirah, and the Torah imposes upon you all these restrictions, you have no choice. So you accepted it, and it applies to you, even the parts that you don't like. It's a package deal. You can't cut and paste. All, all or nothing. Mishnah continues. Someone said, I'm a Nazi. I know that there is an Aziz. I didn't know that a Nazi is paper one. I would never, I would never have accepted upon myself an Aziz. It's, it's, it's a, it's a mistake. I had a mistake in the. So the whole the whole thing is a mistake. It's like almost like a mekech toys. I didn't know what I was buying. I didn't know what I didn't know what I was getting into. It doesn't matter. Are they Oz? He's forbidden. Why? Like any other nazir. Shimon argues. There's no. In this case, he's not considered a nazir. Just like Shimon said earlier. That in the zidus, once in other words, once you get into specifics, we learned already. Once you get into specifics, Rabbi Shimon holds, you have to specify all the specifics. You have to accept all of it. You accept partial, it's not an acceptance. So he's getting into specifics. In his mind, he thought, I'm accepting this, I'm accepting that. But, but I didn't know wine. I never accepted wine. So therefore, it's, the whole thing is not in the Zidus. He's not prohibited of F anything. The rabbis say no, doesn't matter, just like over there. Even if a person specifies and he says, I'm only a nazir for wine, he's a nazir for everything. It's all or nothing. You can't, it's 100%. You can't, you can't, if you, if you get a little of it, you get the whole thing. If you don't get the whole thing, you have nothing. 
Mishnah continues. If he says Yedei Anish and those also be Yayin. I know when I made a, when I declare myself a Nazar that I'm becoming prohibited in wine. But I thought the rabbis would permit me. Why would they permit me? Why am I the exception? Without fabrenging, without a lechayim, I can't live. <laughs> Not possible. So they, they would make an exception in my case. I can't live. I'm, I work in the funeral home. That's my business. I'm the Hebra Kaddish. What, what are you telling me? I, I can't. So I would think in my case, the rabbis would permit me. In this case, I a In this case, the rabbis say he's mutter. The exact opposite. Rab Shimon Shimon says he's prohibited. Why? Why would the rabbis say that he's that he's not a nazir? Because the whole thing was a mistake. Mother will ask, it makes no sense. It's the exact opposite. This is the exact same case we had earlier. Why here the rabbis say it's permitted and the Shimon says it's prohibited. We just said the exact opposite and consistent with what we learned earlier. According to the rabbis, if you accept a partial, you accept a partial Nazidus, the whole thing applies to you. You can't pick and choose. So since he accepted upon himself the other parts, he just thought that because he can't live without wine, or because he, he makes a living from, from burying the dead, so that would be the exception. The rabbis, you know, what difference does it make? According to the rabbis, it should be Asr. And according to Abshimen, it should be Mutan. And here the Mishnah says the exact opposite. It makes no sense. There's no logic here. It's the exact opposite. So the, the, the Gemara will ask the question next time. Why didn't Abshimen argue in the first case? Why only in, in the middle case and the last case? When he says, I'm a, when he says, I'm a Nazar, I'm the uh, I'm a Nas, on the condition that I'm allowed to drink wine. So the rabbi says he's a Nazar, but Abshimen argued. Abshimen says, Abshimen argued. Abshimen says he's not a Nazar. Why is he only argue in the second in the second case? Shimon argues also in the beginning, also in the first part. That's when Shimon argues, arguing on both cases. Shimon Matir is going on both cases. Not only on the case, if he said, I thought, I thought, I didn't know that a Nazir is prohibited in one. And had I known, I would have never have made it a Nazir. But also in the first case, where he knew that a Nazir is prohibited, but he's making a condition. I'm making a condition. I'm only becoming a Nazir for these two aspects, not the third aspect. So he's going on both of them. That's Rabbi Shorban Levi's answer. Rabbi answers, but they actually polygraph him. No, it's very precise. El Shim is not arguing in the first case. Why? There he knows that a Nazir is prohibited. But he's saying, I'm making a condition. You're making a condition against the Torah. You can't make a condition against the Torah. You can't say, I'm, I'm only picking this or I'm picking that. But here, when he didn't know, he thought, he didn't even know that a wine is prohibited. He's not going against the table. And I know, and I've never, I've never, I've never, I've never make a nazir. See, Shimon says it's okay. See, he makes it, see, he's making a distinction. If he says, 
when he says I'm a nuz, but then he makes a condition that goes against. So we ignore the condition. You can't make conditions against against the Torah. So it's as if he didn't make it. Then he said I'm a nazir. I'm a nazir includes everything. But when he declares initially, only partially, he says I'm only a nazir for this. I'm not a nazir for other things. I'm just a nazir for this. So therefore, so there's no nazirus here. You never accepted nazirus. You have to accept the whole thing. So you never accepted nazirus. Here I'm accepting nazirus. But I'm trying to override it. You can't override it. The Torah. Here I'm, I'm never accepting it. I'm saying initially I'm only accepting for, for not to contaminate and not to shave and not to wine. So therefore, Abishma says, you're not a Nazir. You can't, you never accepted it. Here I accepted Nazir, but I think I can override it. So we say you can't override the title. But you accepted I'm a Nazir. But I'm overriding. So fine, that, that condition, that override is... is, is Nothing, meaning. But here, I'm only, I'm initially only accepting this and that. So in that case, Abishim says, you're not a Nazir, you know, it's a non-starter. You're not a Nazir altogether. He didn't realize, the last case of the Nazir, he didn't realize. So also, he never accepted it. The whole declaration is, 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 was never an acceptance of a Nazir. Here, in the first case, he knew what a Nazir is. A Nazir is all three things, and he accepted it. I'm a Nazir, and I know what it entails. And I am a Nazir, but I, but I think I have the power to override it. I'm going to override this. This I don't like. It's inconvenient. Okay, that's nonsense. You're a Nazir. But here, he never knew, or he thought. So he never accepted it in the first place. That's why that's what Shimon says it's okay. In general, a condition, it's very problematic, you know, like, you know, the mother says a condition has to be a certain way, otherwise the condition doesn't stand. It has to be like like the condition of Reuben and God. You have to say the, the positive before the negative, and you have to first say the, and then, and then do the condition. It doesn't happen, the condition doesn't apply. You're revealing your mind. Because once you, make a, once you make a Kenyan, you do a legal act, how does the condition override it? The whole condition doesn't make any sense. I did it, the act is done. But we learned, the title tells me that in certain circumstances, the condition could, could limit or override the, override the, the, the legal act. But that's only if it meets the criteria that the Torah tells us. If you're going against the Torah, the Torah is the one who makes the condition valid. Who says the condition, which is a novelty, that a condition could override, override the, the initial act, the legal act. If the Torah, but if, if you're going against the Torah, then the condition is meaningless. The act is done. You said I'm another. It's done. You can't override it. It's meaningless. But here, you never accepted in the first place. I never did the act. It's a misguided Nazirus, only a partial, and I never even accepted the whole Nazirus. Rabbi doesn't accept Ravina. He says, Rabbi Shimon does argue in the Desha. Why? Ravina is a good argument. Why, why would... Uh, why would Rabbi Shimon argue? It's, it's, uh, it's overriding the Torah. I'm Allah, Rabbi Shimon will tell you, I am a Nash. When he says unconditioned, it's not a condition that overrides. It's the equivalent of saying accept, that he never accepted in the first place. He says, I'm not accepting the zidas, I'm only accepting the zidas for shaving or for, for contaminating, but not, not for wine. So it's not a regular condition. It's not like I'm accepting it, but I'm overriding the condition. He means to say I'm not accepting it in the first place. 
Whereas I'm only accepting a Nazirus that excludes drinking the prohibition of drinking wine. So it's, it's more like a qualification than a condition. So if it's a qualification, then, then you never accepted it. You're not a Nazir in the first place. would argue in the first place as well and say he's not a Nazir altogether. You might have said Tanya Kavasi the Ravina. We learned the Brayzer supports Ravina. We learned Adin Nazar Am Nasheir Shesiyan. The Brayzer says Omar Adin Nazar Am Nasheir Shesiyan. If he makes, he says I'm a Nazar, but on the condition that I can drink wine, or on the condition that I can contaminate the dead, that is in Nazar. He's in Nazar. But also be cool. He's prepared for them. Why? Because he's making a condition contrary to the Torah. He's overriding the Torah. But now, according to who's this Bryce? This must be the opinion of Shimon. According to the rabbis, it doesn't matter. You don't have to give him a reason, a rationale, an explanation because he's overriding the Torah. According to the rabbis, it doesn't matter. You're a partial Nazar, you become a full Nazar. Reasoning, even Rabbi Shimon, according to this reason, even Rabbi Shimon would agree that it's, that he is a nazir. So by saying I, if he says I know that a nazir is prohibited, the last case of the Mishnah. But I thought that I would be the exception. The rabbis would make an exception in my case. So the, so the Mishnah says, the rabbi says, he's permitted, he's not a Nazir. Rabbi Shimon says, he's permitted. Think about Rabbi Shimon, it's the exact opposite of what you just said. And if he, he didn't know that a Nazir is prohibited, the rabbi says he's a Nazir, and Rabbi Shimon says he's not. Here, here you're reversing, the exact opposite. Rabbi Shimon answers, hey, manami, you have to change it. That is, you have to flip it. That is, oh, Rabbi Shimon yeah, you're right. It's a mistake. The rabbis say it's prohibited. He is a Nazar, and Rabbi Shimon says it's permitted. If you want, I'll give you another answer. You don't have to. Your mother doesn't like editing the mission. Hey, the mission is a mistake. No, the mission is not a mistake. We got it right. You heard it right. So, what's the difference? It's awesome. Over there, we continue on side B. 11b. In the case he vowed Nazirus from only one of the Nazirus prohibitions. According to Rabbi, say, even if you say I'm a Nazir, just one, you only specify one thing. I'm a Nazir for drinking wine, I'm a Nazir for contaminating, or from shaving. It's enough to make you a full fledged Nazir. Says, no, once you specify, you have to specify everything. I'm not going to drink wine, I'm not going to shave, I'm not going to contaminate. So otherwise, you, since you didn't specify everything, you specified one, you permit. Save for the last case, however, the Nazir Mikulu. He said, I'm a Nazir for everything. I'm accepting from myself everything, all three prohibitions. But then he's petitioning the rabbis to release him for one. He said, the rabbis, surely you have to give me permission. I just want to release myself of one. I need permission to drink wine. I have to go fabring. I need, uh, I work in the Hebrew Kaddish, I need permission to go contaminate to the dead. According to the rabbis, you say that even, 
If you specify only one of the prohibitions, you become a full-fledged Nazir. The moment you release yourself from one, you're allowed. Then you become permitted to everything. All three, because all three come together. Just like a, a, a declaration of partialism is enough to make you a full-fledged Nazir. A release. A partial of one aspect of the Nazirus makes you makes a release of everything. All three go hand in hand. You can't separate. But the Rabshimin, the Amar Rabshimin says no. That each one you have to be a You have to specify all three. So So when you petition one, it doesn't help you. You can't. You're not released. The release doesn't help. You have to petition all three. That's what he says. He remains prohibited even for the thing that you released for. You can't draw, you can't go back to Chavak Adisha. You can't you can't drink. You can't say lechayim because because since you didn't release all three, you just ask for one. It doesn't help to ask for one. You have to specify. You have to release from all three. Since you don't regret all three, you're not you're not asking to be released from all three just for one. So therefore, no, there's no release at all. So you remain prohibited even for that. According to the rabbis, no, once you release from one, it's as if you're releasing from all three, and therefore you're allowed to not only drink wine, you can do everything. So that's the answer to the second yeah. clause, right? Yeah, the third, the last clause, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody same if you want, I'll give you another answer. But neither ain't in a mythology. The argument the rabbis of Shimon is talking about neither ain't where you were forced. It was a conditional vow which, uh, yeah, so he's going to explain. And the argument is Shmuel Ravasi. Man, we learn the Mishnah. We learned in the Mishnah Nedarim. If you remember the four Nedarim that the rabbis, the rabbis permitted, you don't need a release. They're void. Nidreziruzin, a bargaining vow. Right, you're handling, you're trying to get the other party to agree to the. So you make vows. I'm not going to sell it for less than this. I'm not going to buy it more more than this. Nidre avoy, exaggerated vows. So it's not meant to be taken literally. Person says, this this loaf of bread is prohibited to me if I didn't see a multitude as large as as the Jews who left Egypt. 600,000 people, which is an exaggeration. So it's not serious. So the loaf of bread remains permitted. It's not, it's not the privilege. No, no, I'm saying, no, just the opposite. So he says, if I didn't see 600,000 people, I become prohibited. He's allowed. Why? Because he didn't mean 600,000. He meant if I didn't see a huge crowd. A huge crowd. So it looked like 600,000. As many of the Jews left Egypt. He didn't mean literally. Okay, there was 599,000. There's an accountant there sitting accounting. That means, oh. You lie. I mean, so then your condition kicks in. So you have to. You, the bread is paper. You know. He meant it was a huge crowd. I never saw such a huge crowd. As many as Jews left Egypt. So he's so he's true. He's, he's saying it's true. Therefore, the bread is not prohibited. He said, this, if if it's not true, what I'm telling you that there was such a huge crowd, then this bread becomes prohibited. I'm not allowed to eat bread anymore. 
No, you don't have to, have to bean count. He meant exaggeration, so the vow never kicks in. Yes, it was less than 600,000. It doesn't matter. It means it was a big crowd. And therefore, the bread is permitted. Nidresh Gogis. If he made a vow unwittingly. Or wrong information. He said that this, this loaf of bread is prohibited, prohibited to me if I ate anything the previous day. And he thought he didn't eat. He thought he fasted. He was sleeping during his meal. <laughs> he thought he fasted. He forgot that he ate. So it was a mistake. It was a, it was a false premise. The whole vow was based on a false premise. He thought he didn't eat. And that's why he made, that's why he made the statement. He says, if I ate, I'm going to become it. Not knowing that he did eat. No, he never intended to actually prohibit this, this bread. In his mind, mistakenly, he thought that he didn't eat. And therefore he's saying, that if, that if I did eat, then this, this bread becomes prohibited to me. So then it's a void. It's meaningless. Even though he did eat, practically. And also unavoidable vows. In other words, he made a vow in a condition. And and he never intended to keep the condition. He intended not to keep the condition, and therefore the vow would never kick in. But then something unavoidable happened beyond this control, circumstances beyond this control. And therefore, so we say that the vow does not kick in. For example, he says, if you don't come to my to my my son's wedding, then my then everything I have is prohibited to you. There's a vow. And the person wanted to come to the wedding. But there was the, 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 the storm of the century. <laughs> it was a blizzard of the century. All the airports were shut down. The cards were... So what can you do? So he tried. He just couldn't. So in that case, the vow does not kick in. It's void. You don't have to release it. It's just, it just never, never, never takes effect. In other words, he never intended to prohibit his property if he didn't come because of unavoidable reasons. He's saying, I'm making this vow. If you could come and you chose not to come, then you know what? Never touch me. Never, you're not benefiting a penny from me. You're prohibited from me forever. But if, if he, couldn't, he tried to come, but he just couldn't, I never meant. That's called Nidre Okay, So that's the mission. So what's the argument between Rabbi Yehuda... Yes, these are all reasons to release. These are all examples of releasing. No, the vow is a vow. You don't just automatically say it's void as if it never happened. No. You come to the rabbis and tell them, listen, I made a vow, but I never intended. It was a shayga, it was a, it was a false premise. It was, I was just trying to bargain with him or, or was exaggerating. You know, it didn't meant to be taken literally. So, and then the rabbis will release him. And he said, and said, and I repeated Shmuel what Rabbi said. He says, no. Tana says, the rabbis permitted. Meaning it's no, it's void. There's no vow in the first place. So based on that, that's the argument between in the last case of the Mishnah between Rab Shimon and the rabbis. The rabbis hold like Shmuel. And therefore, in this case, he's not a Nazir. He thought, yeah, since, exactly, since he thought. He thought that what that the rabbis will permit me because I can't live without it. According to this answer, 
When he made the vow, he accepted full nazir. But then something developed. He got fired, and the only job available was Chevra uh, Kaddish. Or he developed an illness. He became a chassid, and he has to fabreng. Yeah, he can't live without l'chayim. He has to say l'chayim. What kind of life is that without a fabreng? So something developed, something unforeseen. So he comes to the rabbis and he says, it's like a nidri oinus. If I would have known that this would have happened, I would never have made a vow. I would never have become a nazir. Under these circumstances, I would never have made, I would never have become a nazir. So it's like an oinus. It's unavoidable vows. Circumstances beyond my control. Shmuel who says, according to Shmuel who says that the the, the, the whole nether is void, the ancient is void. So that's why the rabbis say is mutter. He's not a nazir. Shimon holds like Avasi, however, no. But you have to nullify it. You have to you have to release it. She said he's a Nazir until he petitions the rabbis. But really, it's only, even Rav Asi who says you have to release it. It's only rabbinically. Biblically, everyone agrees with the vow. These four K cases in the Mishnah, the vow, the Einsim, the Shagagin, the Avoy. Right. It's, it's all yeah yeah it's, 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 it's void in the first place they're not binding at all as he says you have to go through it you have to go through the technicality of getting released so Shimon also he says also means that rabbinically you have to go through it okay so what, it's, it's nothing to do with the previous case of the Mishnah it's not it's talking about a separate case next Mishnah if a person says I'm a nazir, I have to. I love you anyway. I have to. I have to shave my head. I have to provide the sacrifice of a nazir to shave his head. To another nazir. He's taking upon himself two things. I'm taking upon myself I'm a nazir. I'm taking upon myself that when the nazir terminates his nazirs. He has to bring karbanas. I'm taking upon myself. I'm going to sponsor. I'm going to sponsor a nazir. I'm going to pay for his karbanas, the three sacrifices that he has to bring. And then his friend says, I'm also a nazir. I accept him. And I also take upon myself. I'm, I'm going to pay. I'm going to sponsor. I'm taking upon myself a sponsorship for a nazir to pay for another nazir to pay for his sacrifices. But the Mishnah says, Am I picking if they're wise, if they're smart? It shouldn't cost them a penny. Because here it's a double, double, double. First they are Nazir. When they are when they finish their term, they have to bring three sacrifices. Plus they took upon themselves to sponsor another three sacrifices. It's a lot of money. So if they're smart, they don't have to pay an extra penny. What do they do? McGalkins says sponsor each other. <laughs> you pay me, I pay you. So each one of us is only spending for three uh, three sacrifices. And we're good to go. Instead of each one of us spending for six sacrifices, because I have to sponsor another person. Uh, sponsor each other. Him love, and if not, then they have to sponsor. In addition to their own three sacrifices, they have to sponsor another nazi. This is the mission. Mothers add, he mothers says he boiled, they had a question in the base of Medr. Yeah, yeah, but that's. Shomachavedevomer vanimal. 
He heard his friend saying the clearing himself in Nazi. And he said, I. That's all he said, I. So, he just said, I. No, he heard his friend saying, I'm a Nazi, and I'm sponsoring another Nazi. And then the Mishnah said, his friend said, I, and I'm also sponsoring another Nazi. So, clearly, the I is. I'm accepting Nazirus on myself. But what if after his friend's declaration that I'm, accept, I'm becoming a Nazir, I'm accepting if I was a Nazir and I'm accepting myself to sponsor another Nazir's sacrifices at the end. And then he says, I. Question is, what's the I go to? Does the I go, I call it the Buddha Mashma? He's saying everything, I too, whatever you said, I too will do the same. I become a Nazir and I'm going to sponsor someone else's Nazirus. Maybe the eye is only on the sponsorship. If you're gonna tell me, you're gonna to want to tell me that it's only half, it's only partial. Which partial? Which half? They say I. I'm also becoming a nazir. Or maybe I know. I'm only becoming a sponsor. Right? What it says? Tashma, bring your proof. Our mission. It says Vaniva In the mission, it says he said, "I and I, I accept the promise of the and I accept the promise of the sponsorship." Am I picking if they're wise? Some the comma Vaniva since the Mishnah says clearly that he says a full declaration when he says I and I accept the promise from this we can deduct what if he only says I then he wouldn't accept everything only Palgadi Buddha okay so he must define okay he answered he answered part of the question Amri say in a Palgadi Buddha you're right from the Mishnah you can deduct that since the Mishnah spells out that he says I accept himself in Zeros and I accept himself the sponsorship only in that case but if he just says I he doesn't accept everything only partial which part the Mishnah doesn't tell me I can't deduct from the Mishnah the answer to the second which part does the I mean I'm becoming a Nazir or does the I mean I'm only ex- accepting a sponsorship of myself for another Nazir but it says me no I can prove it from the say from the Mishnah I can give you the answer since the mission says he says I meaning I will become another and I accept the sponsorship of another another the I goes on the first part I means I'm another so I the mission is telling me I refers to the another and if he would stop right there, it would only be a Nazir. But since he adds, and I'm accepting myself the sponsorship for another Nazir, then he has to both. Then he has to do both. And if they're wise, they just exchange them. Okay. So we have the Allah, right? If someone says, I am a Nazir, I'm accepting the sponsorship. Another person says, I, what does he mean? I'm also a Nazir. I'm not, I'm not accepting sponsorship. Very generous sponsorship. Someone else's Nazir is bad enough. I'm accepting, I'm a Nazir, not to bring my own kabbalah. That's a pretty pen. How do I know? What's the proof in the mission? Maybe Vani, even if it's Vani, goes on everything. It's enough to say Ani and I'm accepting everything. 
Imishumalai asked me, why does the mission have to say, and he says, I accept upon myself also the sponsorship. I will tell you, you know what he's saying, when he's adding, when it's not necessary. No, it's talking not necessary. Really, Vani is enough. And it means you're accepting everything. Being a Nazir and a sponsor. But Rabbi Shimon is just making clear. But Laibam Milsa is just coming to, he's just coming to make explicit. The mission is coming to make explicit that, that what he meant, Vani means that he's accepting everything upon himself. Not that he has to say it. But he means he's accepting upon himself everything. Being a Nazir and... And um, and uh, the sponsorship. It's, it's as if he said. It's as if he said. Really, he doesn't have to say. The mission is spelling out. It's as if he said, "I am a nazir and I'm accepting the sponsorship of Pamlisa." If you're not going to say the the safer. How do you explain later in the mission? In the next mission. In the following Mishnah, we're going to learn, the Mishnah says, The person says, I'm only accepting a half partial sponsor. I'm giving a half another. I'm going to pay a half. I'm sponsoring half, 50% of the cost of someone else's Nazir's the sacrifices he has to pay. And the friend says, I'm also accepting upon myself a half. 50, I'm sponsoring 50% of the expenses of the Nazir. So how's it make it hard There was only one declaration. He only accepted upon himself sponsorship. And, and they accepted half of sponsorship. So why did they say Vanni? Over there is only one item. So why does he have to spell out? He said Vani. That would have been enough. There's no, there's no question what the Vani means. Here we have a question. What is Vani and I? What does it mean? Is it referring to Nazir? Is it referring to the, the sponsorship? Even if it's only one, only half. Which half? Here, there's only one issue. He said, I, all I'm taking upon myself, he didn't come in Nazir. I'm taking upon myself the sponsorship, half of the person's expenses to, 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 when he finishes Nazir, is half of the sacrifice. So he should have just said Vani. There's nothing else it can mean. There's only one thing he took upon himself. Vani and me too. It means I'm going to do the same. I'm, ex- I'm accepting on myself half of the... Why does he spell out over there? Vani and I, I'm accepting upon myself half of the sponsorship. He's just coming to tell me what his commitment is. He's reiterating what he meant. Of course, Vani is enough. Doesn't, the mission is not coming to teach me Vani is not enough. You have to spell out. You must spell out and say, Vani and I am also taking 50% of... I'm, I'm the sponsorship of 50% of the expense of the, of the other mother's second. No. Vani would surely be enough. He's just spelling it out to tell us what he what he meant what he means when he says vani. What, what's he accepting about when he says vani? So we hear now Mishnah also. He's just spelling it out, even though it's not necessary. So really, vani, I would tell you, 
means accepting everything. Whatever the other person says, I'm doing the same. I'm, ca- I'm a copycat. I'm doing exactly what he said. He said I'm a Nazar and I'm accepting his problem. That's exactly what I'm doing. He disagrees. No. He says, okay, how could you compare the two cases? If you're going to say, that in the Bredesha you need to spell it out because Ani is not enough because Ani is only a partial like Rava says Ani means I'm only accepting partially and which part? The Nazir that's why he must spell out I'm a Nazir and I'm accepting the sponsorship but, but then and in the Sefer Yitake you don't need it because Vani, it's unambiguous. There's only one thing it can mean. So then I'll tell you, that's the line of the mission. Mission is consistent. Since in the first, in our mission, he needs to spell it out. I and I. And he spells it out. And I accept the promise of another. And I accept the sponsorship. That's why in the Sefer, in the next mission, even though it's not necessary, because Vani is unambiguous, there's only one thing, he spells it out anyway. Just to be consistent, the language, the flow, should rhyme, it should be the same. Does that make sense? But if you're going to say that in the Deisha it's unnecessary, Vani means I'm a copycat, I'm doing exactly what you did, the full thing, everything you said, I'm, I'm, I'm accepting, I'm doing the same. So then the Sefer, surely you don't need. It's also unnecessary. Why would you learn both? It's unnecessary, it makes no sense. What do you have to? There's no reason to spell out. He should just said Vani in both Mishnahs, and then it would be clear. Vani is enough. Vani means I'm copying exactly what you're doing. So why, why does he have to spell it out? It's completely unnecessary. And he tells us the law. If both they Vani, then they both, if they're wise, they interchange because they both accepted upon themselves everything, including the sponsorship. Okay. Actually, now we start. We start a whole new thing. So we'll do this tomorrow on Shabbos. Everyone have a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos